0: Welcome back to Being Heard. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about holidays, Um, specifically Valentine's Day. But before I get into the specifics, I kind of wanted to talk about holidays in general. They've all been pretty much commercialized, and it seems like you can't even get to the actual holiday day ...before they're moving on to the next one. You buy all the stuff you need for Christmas... ...and they're already talking about Valentine's Day. You're not even through Halloween... ...and they're trying to sell you turkeys. You haven't even cooked the turkey yet... ...and they're talking about Santa bringing gifts. I get it. Companies want to make money. They want you to buy their product... ...and their food and their gifts... So that way they can make a buck. But it almost seems like we're not even able to enjoy the holiday. And part of it is we as society are giving in to that. And allowing that to happen. All it would take is for a majority of us to not go out and purchase the items immediately. But that goes back to... Instant gratification, which I'll hold off until another podcast. So what would you say is your biggest holiday that you feed? What holiday is it that you just can't seem to hold off on purchasing? Christmas would be mine because I buy throughout the whole year, but I'm not buying Halloween things in July I'm not buying Valentine's Day things December 1st. So I'm just curious what your holidays are. For me, the biggest holiday that I personally have a problem with, and it's not the holiday in itself. It's the way that society portrays the holiday and that's not even the right way of putting it because the holiday is Valentine's Day and it's not that i have a problem with the day it's a day for couples to celebrate each other and the love that they have for each other now you could go back into the history of Valentine's Day and it's ultimately i believe it's a pagan holiday And there's a lot to it, and it's not the uppity, cheery holiday that I believe it is. Give me a second while I actually Google this real quick. So, let's see. Yes. Valentine's Day wasn't always cherubs and hearts. As you probably know, the day is named after St. Valentine. But our story starts long before he came along. According to the New York Times and History.com, the holiday's origins might stem from the ancient pagan festival, like I thought, of Lupercalia, which predated Christianity. Interesting. Similar to the modern Valentine's Day holiday, the Roman festival was celebrated in the middle of February, and involved feasting and pairing off partners. However, unlike Valentine's Day, it was an extreme celebration filled with debauchery, blood, and sacrifice. Uh, I'm not even going to read that. Um, Goat cut into strips, dipped in blood, um, slapping women with it, supposedly... They believed it were to make women more fertile in the coming year. So you still have a red association with the holiday. That's crazy. Um, So as you can see, Valentine's Day isn't what it's been made into. Now, obviously, over the years, it's been transformed. Uh, Here we go. Valentine's Day ultimately transformed into a holiday about romantic love, possibly thanks to the Roman-English poet Geoffrey Chaucer. The Times notes that Jack B. O'Rush, a late University of Kansas English professor, made strong arguments to credit Chaucer with our modern ideas about Valentine's Day. Speaking of Chaucer, in the movie A Knight's Tale... Played by one of my favorite actors, Paul Bentley, I believe is his name. But like I started out saying, it's become so commercialized. The problem that I have with it the most are men, husbands, boyfriends, fiancés are being deemed amazing gentlemen, the best father, husband, boyfriend ever Um, And I'm not saying that none of them are, but a majority of them are not. They're buying flowers on the way home Valentine's Day, or they make a reservation at a fancy restaurant and pretty much wear their work clothes to meet their wife, girlfriend, or fiance, and then they're cherished or praised for what they did. But what about the other 360 days of the year? Minus their birthday, Father's Day, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, a few other days. So I won't say 364. We'll say 360. What about those days? What about those men, rare as I would deem it to be, who buy flowers just because it's Thursday? Or draw their wife a bath? Because they know that they had a stressful day or week at work. Who decide that let's go out to dinner because neither of us should have to cook. Because we both had a rough week. What about those men? Why can't men and women, for that matter, do this for one another? Any day of the week. Why do they need to be told for weeks on end that there is a specific date That they need to do these things. No, I'm not saying that men and women don't need to be reminded. You know, we get into the mundane Monday through Friday. Kids have soccer practice, football practice, band practice. Some adults have activities that they like to do. I personally like to shoot pool. I play cards with my buddies. Sometimes it's girls' night. That's why there are certain couples that have designated date night. That's at least something. They are going above and beyond the usual and understand that they need that quality time together. So I just don't understand why men have such a problem with doing this. And it seems like the men who do or would like to are typically single Or are in a toxic relationship. And vice versa for women. There are women out there who spoil their man. And in turn are dating a narcissist. Or the man feels entitled to this. So I just... Anyone who might have an idea for this. Email me. Call me. Post a comment. I would love to hear other people's opinions as to why they may feel that this is the reason. Now I'm going to go out and say a lot of them are going to be either attacking me, saying, well, that's just the way that society makes it seem, or I'm working so much that I don't really have much else to do. And there might be a lot of women out there who are sticking up for their man, saying that my man is still a good man even though he doesn't need that or something along the lines of, I don't require that. It's not a matter of whether or not you require it. There are a lot of people out there who are in relationships who just want to be heard or seen or felt special. There are a lot of stay-at-home mothers who, after all day of dealing with the kids, cleaning the house, the husbands come home and act as if that's what you're supposed to be doing. Why should I do anything out of the ordinary when you're doing your quote-unquote job? And that leads me to communication. Ah, yes. Communication. The root. The sore spot. Or the, the pulse of this podcast. It is key and it is vital. And I will probably talk about this specific attribute often communication and feeling heard and being heard without it very little will survive I mean if you just think about all the people you communicate with on a daily basis some are easier than others some are nice interactions and some are just rude and hard to even get through the interaction with But at the end of the day, you must communicate to survive. And yet it seems to be the hardest thing to do at times. It ends relationships, careers, situationships, friendships, all because people have forgotten how to communicate. And you might be sitting there saying, I communicate just fine. Do you, though? When I bring up something like this, or anything is brought up for conversation by me, a guest, or even something that you're sitting there yelling at the radio about, do some soul searching. Really dig deep. And tell me if you truly can, in this case, communicate. Because sometimes it's you who can't communicate now I'm not saying that you can't talk I'm not saying that you're talking gibberish or being rude or don't know what you're saying what I mean is people may not understand what it is that you are trying to say or the point that you are trying to get across some of us me included are over explainers Or repetitive. I will repeat the same thing two or three times in a conversation so I can feel heard. And a lot of times that's not the best communication because then people get sick of hearing you repeat yourself and they shut down. But that's another reason why I created this podcast. I want to help people communicate to feel heard when it seems like no one else will listen. And you will come to see, with some of my guests, how communication comes into play. You might also see how, with some of my guests, we disagree. But we agree to disagree. Or at the end of the conversation, we see each other's perspective, accept that perspective, but still agree not to have that be our own perspective. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as there's communication. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be arguments. But you don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to scream and yell. You listen. You give your feedback or your opinion while they listen. And then you discuss. And if at the end of the discussion, there still is that, I don't agree with that. Cool. No problem. It doesn't have to end the relationship. It doesn't have to end the friendship. It just becomes noted that that's a conversation that doesn't be had often. Without communication, nothing would get done. I mean, think about it. You go get gas. A lot of times you communicate with the person at the pump. Go to the bank. You communicate with the teller. People at work. You either email them, you talk to them on the phone, you have to give instructions or even receive instructions. You go to church, the pastor talks to you, you go to dinner with your family, there's communication there, even with your animals. Let's be honest, how many of you at home talk to your animals? Plants. I've heard people who talk to their plants. Everyone has their own way of communicating. Sign language, emails, phone calls, verbal, snail mail. I mean, the list goes on. If you take away communication, just think about it. What could survive? Nothing. Even if you want to talk in your own language, it's communication. So to tie this back into Valentine's Day, I'm not saying that Men who wait to the last second are not as good as those men who go above and beyond. What I'm saying is, it's not the same. Be honest with your man or your woman. If they are not living up to a standard, or they are not... If they are only doing things when they're being told by society, they're not doing you a service. Now, I'm not saying this to go home and cause a fight. I'm saying this in a sense of holidays are being commercialized. And without communication between a couple, things can become petty. And there can be some disagreements or times of feeling unheard and feeling inadequate or not feeling seen so this is more of a combination of making sure people understand that we need to do more than just what society tells us to do and there's nothing wrong with that what what hurts to buy flowers because it's Thursday give her a foot massage because she's on her feet all day Go for a walk and leave your phones at home and just dive deep into one another. Communicate. There's so many times, especially with phones nowadays, where people are so engulfed in their tablets, their phones, their computers, the TVs, that I bet if you were asked some deep questions about your significant other, you may not even know the answer. Or you may know the answer, but you may not know why that's the answer. What's your wife or husband's favorite color? Why is it that color? What is the significance of that color? What's their favorite number? What's the significance of that number? Why, out of all the numbers in the world, is that their favorite number. What's your wife or husband's favorite meal? Is there any particular reason? Or do they just really like Mexican? Or do they just really like Italian? Were they raised up on it? Was it something that they never really had much of, so when they get it, they love it? Was it something that a family member, a grandmother, a grandfather used to cook for them So it holds a special spot in their heart. Go home and ask. I challenge you to go home today, tomorrow, next date night, and really dive deep back into those questions. You might have other ones that you are thinking about and go, you know what? I never really understood why my wife has a fear of this. Or why she prefers to go to vacations in a cold spot instead of a hot location. There's nothing wrong with rekindling that line of communication. It's just communication is something that I feel strongly about. Like I said in this podcast, it's something that I'm going to talk about a lot. Probably touch base on it throughout different podcasts and it's something that you're going to hear a lot of because to me communication is key without it it causes problems which is also one thing i'm looking forward to with this podcast as it develops is communication with my listeners i want to know what you guys are thinking how you're feeling about the podcast Different things that you may be able to bring to the table to advance this podcast. What are some things that you don't feel heard about? What are some opinions you have about the things that I talk about? And please, please communicate with me if you would like to be on the podcast to talk about something specific, whether it's something we've already discussed or a topic that you would like to discuss. I am always open to conversation. I think it is great to have. And if it makes you feel heard because no one else will want to have that conversation with you, fantastic. Now, I'll be honest. I'm not big on politics. That's not really my forte. I'm not against conspiracy theorists. My best friend and my brother, who you'll hopefully meet in one episode or many. He's a huge conspiracy theorist. But I want this podcast to really take off so that way we can all help each other feel heard and motivate one another to be better in whatever way that may be. I appreciate you listening today. I look forward to you guys joining me again on the next podcast. This is Boston. Talk to you next time.